Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies have become mainstream. Should you have some crypto in your retirement portfolio? On today's show, we'll outline some things to consider whether or not it makes sense for you. It's all about your retirement. You're going to want to have an additional check to come in to maintain your lifestyle. For the retirement referees, Steve Caruso knows all the plays of the game. One thing we know for sure is that life isn't static. Retirement doesn't have to be complicated. Things are going to happen to you over the course of your retirement. Whatever the future, planning is key. The easiest way to make decisions from strength is to have money to fall back on. Welcome in to the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. Welcome, everybody, to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. It's the show where we blow the whistle on financial fouls. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is an independent fiduciary with over two decades of experience and president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. Check out his website, laurelws.com. Good Sunday evening, Steve. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Teresa? I'm good. I'm good. So, you know, we're, we're in the full swing of football season. You can get it yeah. watching all the, but the, the games. I say you're going to have to guide me because I'm not a big, big sports yeah. person. So Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, Sundays are, are filled with football, and so uh, as we get here into the you know into the heart of fall, so right. Um, but hopefully, uh, you know, you're you're taking a break from watching the games and, and spending a little time with us today. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. Get some uh, get some updates on the latest and in, uh, in retirement news. And you know, if you are watching a game, maybe want to maybe make a friendly wager. I don't know about doing it with cryptocurrency. That would be definitely <laughs> interesting. Um, holding Bitcoin or other cryptocurrency in a retirement account can make sense due to the tax issues associated with digital assets. But we're going to see if it could fit into your retirement portfolio. Um, first up, is Bitcoin an appropriate investment? I don't know. What do you think, Steve? Well... It, that, that's a loaded question. But uh, so cryptocurrencies, let's start with what those are. They're an alternative asset. So okay. traditionally, alternative assets ha have included direct investments in an asset class like precious metals, meaning like gold or silver, um, real estate, commodities, private equity or hedge funds. Uh, so typically, you need kind of a, a separate IRA custodian to do a direct investment like that. With any kind of alternative asset, Education is the key because these are more complicated investments. And in terms of cryptocurrency, you're, it's moving pretty rapidly. And so you could make a ton of money, and, but you could also lose a lot of money. Now, I uh, just yesterday met with a client. This is the first time I've ever met cl a client who's bought Bitcoin at this low of a price. But she had bought $200 worth of Bitcoin when it was two cents. Oh, wow. So, wow. Um, her Bitcoin is now worth $50 million. <laughs> and so, okay. Uh, wow. So, so uh, you know, so that's that, you know, that's kind of the exception. But um, now, if you're investing at it at this current price and it goes down, you know, $10,000, you could be losing 20% of your investment. So, it's, it's important that you understand, it's, it's important that you understand, uh, you know, what you're investing in. For sure. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
And so what about taxes when it comes to cryptocurrency? So Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are um, an appropriate investment if you're investing in a tax advantage retirement account like an IRA or a SEP IRA, it might make sense. The tax issues that uh, surround Bitcoin, Ethereum, any kind of NFT, uh, those are non-fungible tokens. You might hear about that like in the art world or with collectibles uh, or other crypto-related investments are complex at best. Now, <clears throat> in the Biden infrastructure bill, it contained a provision that would strengthen the tax enforcement surrounding crypto transactions. The complexities and changing nature of crypto taxes can be a reason to hold Bitcoin in a retirement account. So, because we don't know exactly where the, the needle's going to land. But if you think about it logically, one of the government's biggest powers is controlling the money supply. And so to have this kind of private pseudo monetary transaction, the government is not going to, uh, you know, give up their power that easy. There's going to be, there's going to be taxes and regulation and, um, you know, so there'll be, there's probably a lot coming down the pike. Okay. All right. So we're talking about taxes and retirement with possible cryptocurrency and there's Bitcoin and self-directed retirement accounts. Now, how does that work? Right. So with a self-directed retirement account, you're, you're basically contracting a custodian uh, to hold the Bitcoin in that account. And so we commonly see this with real estate in an IRA, um, but it's the same, the same idea. So you're investing in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies in an IRA, um, and it's more complicated than just you know, going to like a TD Ameritrade or a Charles Schwab and, and opening up an IRA. It's a self-directed account. They're usually, they're firms that specialize in that, and you're usually paying a, a custodial fee every single year, and it's, it can sometimes be significant. Okay. All right. And what are the advantages of Bitcoin in retirement accounts? Yeah. So there are a few potential advantages investing in Bitcoin or Ethereum or NFTs, any kind of crypto asset. Um, they have low correlation to stocks. So when the market was going down, for example, we saw crypto continuing to surge. So we typically used to see that happen with gold and silver and precious metals. Um, it seems as if the younger generation, millennials and, and Gen Z, um, rather than move into stock, move out of uh, and move into bonds or move into gold when things are, are volatile, they seem to be moving towards Bitcoin. Um, so they're they're not very correlated to stocks, uh, meaning they don't move in the same direction typically. And you know, it gives, so having a, a slice of it could add a little bit of diversification. Now, when, whenever you're talking about alternatives, you're using them as a diversifier. They shouldn't be a core holding of your portfolio. But if you wanted to carve off, you know, a four or five percent sliver of your portfolio for something like, in, you know, Bitcoin, you could you could do that. OK. All right. And asset allocation and asset location. Yeah. So ultimately, there are two recommendations your advisor is going to have to make first. Is Bitcoin or any other kind of cryptocurrency an appropriate asset? Um, and then while digital assets are different from selecting an ETF or a mutual fund, it's still an issue of whether these assets are appropriate so and whether they're suitable for you and whether they're in your best interest. So your advisor is going to give you insight on that. And if you're working with a fiduciary, which we are, 
they're going to make recommendations that are in your best interest. And that's something we do for all of our clients. And uh, we open up every week, we open up with 15 spots uh, where we put together a comprehensive, complete retirement distribution plan for you. It's really a roadmap to see where you are today and if you're on track to do the things that you want to do in retirement. And that number to call, Steve, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. This is for retirees and pre-retirees, common sense planning and straight talk instead of financial double talk and a sales pitch. You just need to sit down, get that financial roadmap put together, and Steve, he'll translate the complex financial world into something that just makes sense. It's an excellent chance for you to get a true practical financial review, and that review will show you where you are now, but most importantly, it's going to show you a roadmap to get you where you need to be and you've got nothing to lose call now don't delay 800-705-9995 800-705-9995 what's coming up next steve well if you think saving for your retirement is a chore just wait till it's time for you to start withdrawing the money and keeping taxes at a minimum once you retire good news i can help you with and i can offer options that will help you achieve your ideal retirement are tuned to the retirement referee with steve caruso i'm your consumer advocate chorizo opeka steve is the best-selling author of cookie cut this retirement distribution strategies for the nonconformist he is an independent fiduciary with over two decades of experience and he can help you out with everything from estate planning financial planning long-term care uh, you also got your legacy planning and health insurance, to name a few. And talking about uh, cryptocurrency earlier. Now we're talking about some, um, when it's time to take out some money, withdrawal strategies that could help you avoid costly tax traps and keep more of your retirement dollars. So first of all, we've got to follow those rules for RMDs, don't we, Steve? Yeah, so let's start with, because sometimes we're, you know, we're so accustomed to talking and using acronyms, um, let's first start with what an RMD stands for, sure. which is required minimum distribution. You might, some people might call it an MRD, which is just minimum required distribution. Um, they just change the orders up. But uh, most often it's referred to as an RMD. And once you hit age 72, you're going to be required to take money out from your pre-tax retirement accounts, whether you need that money to live on or not. The reason being is that you've deferred taxes long enough by the government standards. So they want to, they want to, Uncle Sam wants to get his, his cut. Uh, so you're, you'll, when you hit 72, you're going to have to start taking minimum distributions. And that, that's traditional IRAs. That could be SEP IRAs, 403Bs, 401Ks. Uh, you usually have to take the RMD by April 1st of the year after you turn 72 and by December 31st in the subsequent years. So meaning if you were turning 72 this year, you could wait to take your minimum distribution till April of next year. However, if you do that, you're going to have to take a second one in December or by December. So you're, you're getting double the distribution, um, which could put you in a higher tax bracket. So, um, and you want to make sure, you know, that you consult with your accountant before you, you wait till April to do that. All right. And um, getting this right is um, pretty important. Withdrawing from accounts in the right order. 
If you need retirement savings to get by and you're wondering whether to take them from an IRA, a 401k, a Roth, Roth IRA, don't be tempted for the instant gratification. So what do I mean by that? Well, the Roth IRA is tax-free. So you might think, well, I'm going to take from my Roth IRA. But your Roth IRA, all the growth is tax-free. So that's actually the money that you want to take latest in retirement. Because the longer you can keep that money in there, the more growth you get, therefore the larger tax benefit. And so then you also want to look at what's yielding you the lowest, right? So if you're in a market like the one we've been in, uh, where the markets are at all-time highs, uh, and you want to pull, you want to pull from the stock piece of your portfolio, you could do that. If the markets are down, like March of 2020. Um, you probably want to take from bank or some type of safe asset if you have a stable value fund in your 401k. But it's all about picking the right place to distribute from. And that's why you really need to have an active relationship with your advisor. And you want to be working with someone who specializes in retirement distribution because there are complexities and there are, there are, you, it's an, it's, it's a dynamic process. It's not a static thing where you just set it and forget it, like when you're saving for retirement. You have to actually be looking at the circumstances or the facts on the ground at the time that you're going to distribute. And you want to have enough money segmented into something that's safe and liquid so that you don't need to pull from the stock piece of your portfolio if we are in a down market. And so, so that's one element of it. The other element of it is, all right, well, you also don't want to catapult yourself into a higher tax bracket. So you want to make sure you have the right mix of money coming from pre-tax and coming from post-tax accounts. And so that's that's really important. Okay. And also knowing how to take those distributions. Yeah, if you have several retirement accounts because of, you know, whatever for whatever reason if you had frequent job changes or you're approaching retirement now and you have the task of figuring out how to withdraw that that money. So uh, you know, not so much with the current generation that's retiring, but the previous generation that retired. You know, I, as you mentioned so many times on the show, I've been doing this, you know, exclusively retirement distribution planning for over 20 years. And so early in my career, I was working with a lot of depression era uh, survivors, and they didn't even have, a lot of them didn't even have investments in their IRA. They just had CDs, and they would go to 10 different banks and open up CDs. And then, now you have to figure out, all right, who, which one's getting you the highest rate, which ones. And so, um, and it becomes cumbersome when you're, when you have accounts all over the place. So it's better to consolidate number one, if you can. And, um, it just makes it easier so that you know where you're taking it from. And if you have one, one IRA, for example, that's set up to, to produce income, another one that's set up for growth and one that's set up for safety, then that, that, can, that can be very helpful. And so you want to know where to take your distributions from, and you want to, you want to know how those distributions come out. What do we mean by that? Well, some, some plans are going to force you to take out distributions proportionately. They call that pro rata. What does that mean in English? Well, so let's just give a real example. So say you were taking money out of your portfolio in March of last year in 2020. Market was down 38%. Now, say you're a federal employee. We use federal employees a lot as an example here on, this, on the show. But if you're in the TSP, you, your distribution has to come out proportionately. 
meaning that if you were 70% in stocks in that portfolio, 70% of what you're distributing, you can't say to them, take from just a safe piece and let the stocks, give the stocks time to come back up. No, they're going to take 70% of that distribution from the stock portfolio, whether you want them to or not. So it's important to understand how every, uh, the accounts that you have, how they work. And this is something you help your clients with. You you go through all this. Every situation is different. So that is why it's so important to have someone who has the experience such as yourself. Right. No, and that's what we're, we're going to show you. We're actually going to project based on what we think your portfolio is going to grow at. We're going to show you what your, your minimum distributions are actually going to look like in dollars. And we'll show you the kind of the strategy that we use on where that money that money is going to come from. And we'll show you what the kind of what kind of taxes we project you owing on those distributions. And then for some people, we're going to look at different strategies, whether it be charitable contributions, or Roth conversions, or, um, you know, kind of a, you know, if you're married, different, different strategies and things like that, that you can use. And that's all, that's all in the plan that we put together. And we have about 10 spots left. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow that you want. And there is no cost or obligation to get a better handle on your financial situation. To find out what your investments are really costing you because of high fees or commissions, what future tax implications will be, and how much income you can securely generate from that once you do move into retirement. Pick up the phone and call Steve. He's an advisor you can trust. He's there by your side listening to your concerns and plans for your future and let him put together a lifetime customizable retirement plan for you. Again, that number, it's 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Our third segment is coming up next. What do we have on tap, Steve? Are you ready to retire? Just saying yes doesn't mean that you are. When we come back, we'll highlight several steps to take now and make sure you're really ready for retirement. Welcome back to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve's the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist. He is president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. And you can check out his website at laurelws.com. So, you know, with the pandemic, some people were thinking, you know, I think it's a good time to retire with everything going on. If, if they can retire early, they're really, really considering it. And getting to retirement, well, that is easy enough. Um, we work for a long time. We save some money. Then it's off to the golf course or hanging with your grandkids or maybe you're traveling, relaxing, whatever it is. You, you want to just have peace of mind when it comes to your retirement. And you can do it all, but it takes some planning. We've got some ideas that uh, could help you get there. First one is so important. Uh, retire your debt. You absolutely yeah. want to do that. Yeah, that's for sure. You don't want, especially if it's high interest rate debt. Right. So I believe that when you're retired, you should have as little to no debt as possible. Now, if you have no mortgage, no car payment, no credit card debt, most of your expenses and variable expenses, variable costs you can control, right? So, because it's just your utilities bills, your food, these are things that you can control. It's your discretionary expenses. Now, is it the, the worst thing in the world to retire with a mortgage? No, not at all. 
But if you can eliminate the higher interest rate debt, the credit, you definitely don't want to go into retirement carrying significant credit card balances or um, personal loans where you might have a 12 or 13% interest rate. So you definitely, and to the extent you can retire the debt, then you should definitely do it. Okay. And reconsidering your risk profile. So once you're five years out from retirement, it's smart to adopt, not necessarily a, I wouldn't call it a defensive strategy, but it's more looking at, hey, what is my lifestyle going to look like in retirement? And how much is that going to cost? And money that you're going to spend in the, that first, if you're, say, three years out, money that you're going to spend in that first 36 months of retirement, well, that should be in something safe. It doesn't have to be in the bank, but that might be in something like a stable value fund in your 401k. Um, it could be in something like a short-term bond fund. The idea is, is that you want that money to be liquid and safe. Now, if you think about that logically, if you're three years from retirement, and you have three years of your your, fir your first three years of retirement expenses in something safe and liquid, then that really gives you six years to let your other investments grow. And while the market is down sometimes on a one-year basis, uh, a typical bear market is going to last about 18 months. And 90% of the time when you hold stocks for five years, you have a positive return. And even in a bad five-year period, there's usually pockets where the market's pretty good. So um, it's about aligning your risk with your spending and your goals. So it's really something that there is no cookie cutter approach that you can use because you really have to give thought to what your spending looks like. And it's important. One of the most important things now is to build the discipline of knowing what you're spending. So if you do that, if you're budgeting, but it's, it's more than just budgeting because sometimes we budget and we think we're staying on budget, but we're not really tracking. So if you have software or if you're working with an advisor who has a software and you're tracking what you're spending, then you know, hey, look, this is what I'm spending right now. And here's some fat that I could maybe trim if I want to get to this, this target spending range. And so it's like anything else. We use the analogy of a, a weighing scale all the time. But, you know, if you're weighing yourself and you're trying to lose weight, you're, you're more likely to lose weight if you're consistently weighing yourself and holding yourself accountable. The same thing with uh, budgeting and the time to build that discipline is before you retire, not when you retire. Yeah, definitely want to get into the practice of uh, budgeting, which is so important. And this is definitely not going to go down healthcare costs. Yeah, it's an unfortunate fact of life, but healthcare becomes more critical and potentially more expensive as we age. So you don't want to forget to include it in your plan. Now, we know what you're spending now. The easiest way to account for healthcare on your plan is to use a higher inflation figure on your overall expenses because we know healthcare costs inflate typically 3 to 4% higher than general inflation. So you want to factor in a higher overall inflation on your expenses. And so sometimes You'll say, you know, when I do these plans, because I use a higher rate of inflation on my plans, people will say, am I really going to spend that much? Well, we don't know what your health care is going to look like, but we know your health insurance premiums are going to go up typically by at least 4%, sometimes by 6 or 7%. Um, so when you see those numbers like 
the average retiree spends 300000 on health care. A lot of that is the premium they're paying for Part B, their Medicare supplement plan, um, and then their prescriptions. Um, you know, not everything is covered on the prescription plan. So if you have medicines, a lot of times you're spending a little bit more money. So, and as, and certainly as you age, you're more likely to have prescriptions. So, you know, all of those things are factors. Yeah, definitely. Definitely have to keep an eye on that. Uh, we mentioned about making a budget and how important that is. And right. Yep. Yeah. No. And that, that's, you know, something that if you haven't done or you've been reluctant to do, and a lot of times it's, you know, we procrastinate, right? right. Uh, because we're not procrastinating because we don't want to do it. It's just we're procrastinating because we feel like it's too complicated and it takes too time consuming. So we put it off. But the, the time to do it is if you're nearing retirement, the time to start really actively monitoring your spending is now. It's not, um, it's not three months into retirement when you wonder, where's my money going? <laughs> so right. um, if you can do it now, it's better. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and very briefly, maybe consider rolling over your 401k. Yeah, so after years of pumping money into your 401k, um, you have the decision to roll it over when you retire. And a lot of times it will make sense, but you want to make sure if you're making the decision to roll over your uh, 401k that the person who's advising you to do that is articulating why that's in your best interest. And so sometimes it makes sense to roll over your 401k. There are situations where it doesn't. And so that's really where you want to work with an advisor who's a fiduciary. And that's um, really looking at for your best interest and can articulate the reasoning as to why something like a rollover would be in your interest. And that's something when we put together a plan for our clients, we're going to come back with recommendations. And we're going to say, based on uh, what you told us, here's what we think you should do. And here are the steps needed to get there. And here's why those steps are in your interest. And that's something we do for all our clients. And we still have about four spots left. And the first step is to sit down with a financial advisor or something we're talking about resonates with you, whether it is tax planning, social security, health care, just that overall big picture. You want to give Steve a call 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. If you feel the need to just get that second opinion or you just want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals, you want to call Steve and take the stress out of planning for your future and do it today. Do it now. Just a few spots remaining. 800-705-9995, 800-705-9995. Just one more segment left, Steve. What's coming up? We'll find out what you're thinking when we come back with your questions. You are tuned to The Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. I'm your consumer advocate, Teresa Opeka. Steve is the best-selling author of Cookie Cut This, Retirement Distribution Strategies for the Nonconformist, and is president and founder of Laurel Wealth Solutions with offices throughout the Eastern Seaboard. Check out its website, laurelws.com. Time now for some listener questions. First up is Eddie in Maitland. He says, I have a 401k with a company I retired from this year. Can I convert those funds to my Roth IRA? I don't want to convert all the funds because the tax bill would be too much. Can I convert just part of the funds to my Roth IRA and then roll the rest of my 401k funds to my traditional IRA? Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Well, first off, Eddie, congratulations. So, you know, welcome to the world of being retired. And it, it could make sense for you to do that. And I, I'm glad that you're considering the tax bill. Sometimes people say, oh, well, I don't want to have to worry about taxes in retirement. Let me just do a conversion. Well, then you get the knock on the door and you pay an extra percentage in tax. So you want to make sure that you're working with an advisor and you're running everything by your, your accountant or CPA before you do a Roth conversion, because it's critical to manage your tax bracket in retirement. So you don't want to catapult yourself in from, say, if you're in the cusp of the 12 to the 22, you don't want to catapult yourself in and pay an extra 10% in taxes by, by moving that distribution into um, a higher tax bracket. So you want to you want to number one look at that. Also, you want to look at your overall liquidity because that tax the taxes that you're going to pay, ideally you want to convert the exact same dollars that you're withdrawing from. So, say you were converting fifty thousand dollars of your four hundred one k, you want to take that fifty thousand out of the four hundred one k and have fifty thousand go into your Roth IRA. You don't want to take it out and have to withhold the taxes and then all of a sudden you have. 37,000 or 35,000 going into the Roth. Um, and then you have to make back the taxes. So you want to have that money available in the bank and you want to make sure you have enough liquidity after the fact. And in terms of rolling the rest into your 401k, yeah, absolutely. You can do, you can roll the rest over, but again, you want to make sure that any money that you roll out of your 401k, that it's going into something that's in your interest. Too often we see, uh, where someone has, you know, an index fund in their their plan where they're paying five one hundredths of a percent, and then they go into a bank and roll it over, and the advisor is charging them one and a half percent, and it's it's all funds, half of which are managed by the the bank themselves, and that those funds are charging another one percent. So now they took something where they were paying say five one hundredths of a percent, and say they had a million dollar portfolio, five one hundredths of a percent is um, is five hundred bucks. On, on a million dollar portfolio, and now they're paying two and a half percent, which is twenty five thousand dollars a year. So, you know, you want to definitely before you make a decision like that, you want to make sure it's in in your best interest. All right, we have Carl now from Davenport. He says, "I'm four years away from retirement, and I already have enough income for retirement. I have a year's worth of expenses in my checking account. Is there a certain balance I should keep in a checking account when my retirement accounts are set?" So that's a great question, Carl. And so the do you, uh, the year in the checking account is probably a good number, but I would say that you also need to have probably another two years of expenses in something that's conservative and and liquid. Meaning, you know, that could be again something like a stable value fund or a short term bond, or you could ladder treasuries, something that's um, that's safe, that's not going to lose you money. And that doesn't have any penalties to withdraw because what happens is if you're, yes, you're secure for this year, but about 30% of the time on a one-year basis, the market's going to go down. So you don't want to have to pull from your stocks at an inopportune time. So you want to have enough peeled off and conservative. Um, now, you mentioned that you have enough income coming in. What you didn't tell me is whether or not you have a cost of living adjustment, what that cost of living adjustment is. Because remember, as a retiree, you're going to experience higher inflation. So even though your income is set, that means you don't need to allocate money to producing income, right? 
um, because you have enough income coming in, but you still don't want to allocate everything else to stocks because then you're taking or, or to growth because then you're taking more risk than is necessary. And if you have, if you have just the one year cushion, then that's, that may not be enough. All right. And Anthony is checking in from Haynes City. He says, I'll be 72 years old next July, and I'll be doing my first required minimum distribution. I'm confused about taking it in the year of reaching age 72 and paying tax on it in that calendar year. That would add to my regular tax burden when my other income is considered. When is the most tax-efficient time to take my first RMD? Well, it, it depends, uh, Anthony, and this is a great question for, uh, you know, if there's people in this situation out there that, um, so if you have other income, and it sounds like maybe you do, so say, I don't know if you, you didn't mention um, if you were still working or not, but if you're still working, then you're adding that on top of your other income. Now, if your plan offers a, four, if your company offers a 401k, you could roll your IRA into your 401k and completely avoid having to take the minimum distribution. Or if you have other income from a pension at a previous employer to where you're in a, you have a fairly set amount of income coming in, then it's probably smarter to take it in the calendar year because what's going to happen is if you delay it to April, you're now going to have to take a distribution in April and you're going to have to take another one before the end of the year. So you're, you're naturally more likely to put yourself into a higher tax bracket because you're taking two distributions in the in the same year, as opposed to spreading it out over a larger number of years. Okay. All right. You know, great questions and keep them coming. We've got great ones every week from listeners out there. And, you know, all these questions you've helped people with um, in your office. There's all different yeah. situations. Like you say, no cookie cutter approach. Everybody's situation is totally different. And that's something you can help the listeners out with today as well. It is. And I think our process lends itself to you feeling confident about your retirement because number one, we're going to listen and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to ask the right questions. We're going to ask you questions about what your, your retirement's going to look like, what your lifestyle is going to be, who your social interactions are going to be with. Are, are they people that live local? Are you going to have to travel to see kids or grandkids? We're going to try and come. Now it's not an exact science, but we're going to try and come to a number of what your spending is projection is going to look like, and then we're going to show you: Are you on track to meet that, or you're not on track to meet that? And if you're not on track, we're going to show you ways to get on track. And it, what it's going to do is provide you peace of mind. And we have about three spots left. Um, we love we love hearing from our listeners with questions, but we love even more sitting down and and really helping our our, our listeners get clarity on their on their retirement. And that number to get the clarity that you need for your retirement is 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. This is for retirees and pre-retirees. It's just that common sense planning and straight talk that Steve's going to help you out with. He could translate complex financial world into something that just makes sense. And it's an excellent chance for you to get that true practical financial review. It's going to show you where you are now, but most importantly, it's going to give you a roadmap to get you where you need to be for financial peace of mind. When it comes to your retirement, you've got nothing to lose. Call right now. Just a couple spots left. 800-705-9995. 800-705-9995. The show moves so fast, Steve. Looking forward to next weekend. Yes, it does. We love We love it. We love doing it every week. Thanks for listening, Orlando, and we will see you next week. 
right, right back here. Hear you next week. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We'll, we'll hear you next week for another edition of the Retirement Referee with Steve Caruso. 